1: Hey guys, I'm Cy and welcome to Age Podcast Nation. I am joined here for another exclusive MMA interview with Cage Warriors featherweight Mr. Ben Ellis. Welcome, my friend. How are you?
0: Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on.
1: No problem at all. I um, before we get into obviously you've got a fight coming up on the Cage Warriors Trilogy, trilogy event, but um before we do, i got to ask you about the the clip. It, it went it went pretty viral of uh, of you KOing someone from like half guard. We we had a look at it on um one of the Danny Batten shows. I can't think it would guess. It might be Mason. Um, yeah, Mason, like that was <laughs> We checked it up on the screen, like, but that was brutal, mate. You don't see uh, you don't see many chaos from that position what was the reaction like afterwards yeah
0: no thank you mate did them um, mate to be honest when it happened live i honestly didn't think anything of it like it's a position i generate a lot of power from anyway um so when i did it literally it was water off a duck's back just happy to get a win and a knockout and then before i knew it everyone was going nuts sending me <laughs> messages asking how i did it um so, yeah, the, the genuine reaction was just a surprise. But to yeah. be honest, I think if I get anybody in that position, I think I'm going to do the exact same thing. I can't imagine a body type, or unless they somehow clear the shoulder pressure, the same mm. thing's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's got to be cool, though, like because that, I've seen that clip everywhere now, like on some of the biggest MMA sites in the world, on their social media and stuff. So that's got to be kind of cool to see that, especially coming in. To this fight now, and like it's the first Cage Warriors event in a feels like forever, but obviously the last one was what, what when was it? I can't even remember what Monday. Oh, or March, March or something, I think, it? yeah, yeah, because um, when Mason won the title, so like, mm. are you all ready for that now? What's that? Sorry,
0: the upcoming the next event? one now, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I was I was booked in March, um, when, when it all started and that got cancelled, so I've literally been ready since March,
1: mm. um
0: that got canceled two weeks prior. I'd actually, I didn't have an opponent cause my opponent pulled out. So they were trying to match me with whoever. And then yeah. the whole thing just sort of went, went apart. So the event got canceled and then I just got in touch with my coaches, being like, look, um, with the gyms closing and stuff, I can go about it two ways where I can just bum around and feel sorry for myself or really push on. So I went for, I went for that and pretty much where I was, I was training the whole time. Um, and then when this when we got made aware of this fight, I went into what you would call a fight camp. But in reality I was just doing the exact same stuff.
1: So you're staying ready all through because I obviously like I spoke to a few various different fighters of different backgrounds, different areas of the country, you know, different training regimes, coaches, etc. um, you know, some are lucky enough they got a gym at home, some are lucky enough that their parents may be part of their team so they yeah. can do a lot of training if the you know, from home and stuff. How did you find training during that lockdown period?
0: Uh I'm one of the lucky ones. My uh, my parents have a gym. Um so I'd go over to their house, use their gym, and then my brother trains as well, so I train with him.
1: Very So safe, yeah, I was I was it's definitely really one of the lucky like... ones. And he's my uh he's
0: my younger brother as well, so any chance to swing I me he's gonna take it. So <laughs> that's probably the hardest fire I've had in a while.
1: Well, that's it, isn't it? Brothers are always like that, and they they'll go for it. Helpful yeah. there for a few rounds. Um so if you will you have much weight to cut now in a couple of weeks, that last week? Um,
0: not uh, not too much. I I'm pretty on top of it. Um like I'll be I'll be over one sixty in the cage. Hmm. Like it varies how much over probably like one sixty three, something like what,
1: that. Um, what do you normally walk around at when like in between fights or that? Uh
0: between one sixty five and one seventy. Um pretty lean as well like I, mm. you'll never see me out of shape just because I do I literally train all the time yeah um, but yeah I, I can get down easy enough it doesn't it doesn't kill me
1: do you um, like obviously like with weight cuts it's different for for each person isn't it? do you find the weight cut hard or is it you know relatively easy like that final week I
0: to be honest I borderline enjoy it it's it's one
1: of those things sadist I,
0: yeah in a weird way it's like it's just separate it just puts you in like I'm in a I'm in a combat state of mind anyway. Yeah. Um, like for the last probably two months I've been in the room for a fight. But then that week when you're hungry and you're thirsty and then like when you see other people eating and drinking and they're kind of they have no idea what you're going through. It puts you in that mindset where you're so focused. That yeah, I do borderline enjoy it. But the weight the weight comes off, all right. Um apparently people who have a bit more muscle mass, muscle holds water, so it comes out a lot easier than, yeah. like, say, you know, like um, a long skinny body type. So yeah, it comes off pretty quick.
1: So, do you know um, you are you familiar with your opponent? Like, really? Or, yeah, you know,
0: know I know. Um, I know. I know quite a bit about him. Um, he fought them. Um, he fought Aidan James at Amateur. Yeah, uh, Aiden's a friend of mine. He trains. Uh, he trains in Chris Reese Academy. So I knew all of them from that when Aiden beat him. And then um, when you went pro, when I went pro, I, I'm I'm one of those guys who watches all MMA events. So well, I was going to say game. actually
1: because um, obviously you're on the Danny Batten show this week, and then um, I texted you Sunday morning and said, "Oh, we're going to talk about the Bellator fights as well," and kind of sent you the list, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I've seen them already."
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so seen them. Uh, well, there you go. I seen the ones
1: on Friday night, Saturday night, and then obviously the USC
0: today as well. I, I watch more, um, but like I. My my brother hates watching fights with me because like he wants to see a desktop, but I pretty much always watch them with him. But yeah. I'm watching them like from an analysis point of view. Yeah, yeah. So like for example, if someone ends up oh, first position that comes off, mate, I seen them. Oh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, someone was shooting a oh, it's Herman. Uh, he was shooting a head inside single, and then I think it was Rodriguez started landing those elbows to Travis Brown got his for. Well. So then mm. I'll watch that and I'll pick that and then the next time I see a different move from head inside I'll be picking up that. So I yeah, I'm watching it with the intention of learning.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing is you're always gonna there's so there's so much MMA on like T V and streaming services this these days. I think almost you're missing a trick, I think, if you're not watching as much as you can in between, you know, what the things you've got to do. Because you can learn, you know, there's so many different guys to learn from. And I think in 2020, it's not just about learning, like going to train in a different gym or, you know, with different fighters. I think you can learn from watching, pe- you know, guys fight on TV or whatever as well. Well, um, Wayne Samways runs up the Jiu-Jitsu at the Mat Academy mm.
0: and he's literally stopped planning classes. And he just lets me ask what I'm going to ask because he knows I'm going to have something. Like, will i say, I don't know. Uh, three or four of the days, you'll have a plan of what we're going to do, and then if there's another, say three or four sessions, which is primarily run not run by the students, but like the students will say where well, they're struggling or want to work on. Yeah, he literally says to anyone, he's like, if you've got anything, speak up quickly because Ben is going to have a list of things. <laughs> I always do. But you're Absolutely. right though. Think if you don't have that and you don't and you're not thinking about it, somebody else is. Yeah. And yeah, you've got and that's one. the thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, like I think the end, like anyone in your position, fighters of any level from, you know, from starting out now or to already at the top is the second you kind of stop wanting to be better or stop wanting to learn the guys behind you will soon take over. you like, yeah, I think obviously, you know, you're coming up now, but, but when you get to, or even if, you know, if you ever get to a point where you kind of feel like you've made it or whatever, the guys coming up underneath you will soon, soon uh, dispute to that, shall we say.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think it's patch 22 as well. Like um, When I think of someone like Tyrone Woodley, it's like he's almost got to a point in his career where he's gone from analysing his possible attacks and he thinks about it in reverse to the mm. point where you hardly see him throw now. Yeah. like he's more,
1: the... he's more worried about what his opponent's doing than what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, that's it. There's oh, probably, you know, there is a thin line in there between the two, but... Ultimately, there's, uh, there's so much MMA around, you can learn a lot. Um, so I'm going to ask you about some of the Cage Warriors fights in a minute. But uh, before we get on to that, I want to ask you, if I said to you, like you've just said, you watch a shed load of uh, MMA, you watch everything which is on. If I said to you, like, show me your favourite fight of all time now, so we can watch it, what would you show me? Do you say fight or fight there? Fight. Um... I think it would be
0: Henry Cejudo versus DJ. Okay. Just because I think to date, that's the highest level of skill we've seen from...
1: It was incredible, mate. Yeah, from both participants at the same time. Do you know, sorry to interrupt you, do you you know what impressed me about that so much was um, not just the skill level on show, but it was the speed, mate. I know they had like, you know, the weight they're at, they're quick and they, but like, it was the speed of thought and the speed yeah. of uh, executing the skill, and like you say, it was about as good as we've ever seen. Yeah, one, one it place, was. Like at once, I can't think of.
0: I mean, obviously, like there's like there's some close ones, like uh, John Jones DC comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything rivals that just yet. Just because, well, it wasn't the case of the one person putting on a display; it was both of them going back and forth. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's going to be a little while before we see
1: something top that. You mentioned Jones and DC. Obviously, we've just seen DC retire recently. Um, are you in the camp of being disappointed that we never got to see a third fight between them, or are you in the camp of John Jones would have beaten him again? I'm quite happy that we didn't see
0: it. Yeah, the the second one. I think um, after Jones two, I think DC hit a pretty obvious decline. Yeah. When um, who so did he fight after Jones two? Steve was Yeah, it was right in between. I think and it was right in between. I don't know. It might have been yeah. Anyway, whoever it was, it seemed as if the bad habits he has, like he reaches a lot,
1: mm.
0: like with both hands, and obviously the side that he dips to the right, because Jones called the head kick, it seems like rather than becoming less pronounced, they became more pronounced. Um, and yeah, I thought there was such, a, such an obvious decline. Yeah. Um, even when he beat Steve Bay the first time, I thought Steve was doing really well in that fight.
1: Yeah, I thought Steve was
0: winning. To be yeah, yeah, but, for uh... sure, so did right. I. Like Dominic Cruz was saying about um, he felt like DC was giving Steve Bay the end of hug so he could come back around. And like I know that sequence is what led to him knocking him out. But it's like, yeah, but it also got you put on your ass twice.
1: Yeah. Even yeah, if you did pop on. straight
0: back up. Um so yeah, I'm happy I think I think Jones would have had him. Yeah, I do too. Um,
1: yeah. Is Jones the GOAT, in your opinion?
0: Um, no, because of the steroid stuff. I think yeah, that's so just... I
1: had an interesting conversation with another Welsh fighter, but I don't think it was on air, so I'm not going to name him. Just because, yeah, fair. Um, basically, he said because it was kind of proven or it was implied by... Mm-hmm usada or dana white etc that it that you know it was a mistake he still classes him as a as the goat, but like i don't know there's there's no there's been so much uh out of the cage stuff with him i think that's why people find it difficult to say a definitive yes like for me if you just look at it from a purely skill technical point of view he is yeah, I think what's going to like an Asterix. The one, the one problem I have with that
0: is like the blatant weakness he has with his boxing. Yeah, um, I think for me, but then again, the flip side is that he's beaten everyone. He literally cleared out light heavyweight cleaner than anyone could ever do it. So that nullifies it quite a bit. But I look at um, I look at DJ Cejudo, uh, um, and I'm like, these guys are so well rounded. I'm struggling to put Jones above them hmm? because of yeah, that. Comment, be no. But then the yeah. flip side of this is one of the boys said it. It was like, uh, have, you seen, have you seen Game of Thrones with the uh, with the trial by
1: combat? I have not seen one second of the Game of Thrones ever. So basically
0: the concept is if you get accused of something, you can have a trial, but you yeah. could also have a trial by combat where you pick a champion and someone fights for you. Right. And if the yeah. guy wins, you prove it innocent. And there was like, if you were accused of something and you could pick a champion to fight for you against anyone, who would you pick? And I'm like, I would pick John Jones.
1: Yeah. So, so that yeah, kind that's of, it. that kind of negates my own argument, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. That isn't it? Mm. But um, what about like uh, some of the classic fighters from back in the early days of UFC? Is there anyone kind of you look back on and not necessarily the because I think from a technique point of view, the guys. Even the the lower end fighters in the rankings and outside the rankings these days would destroy some of those fighters who were in the first few UFC events. Yeah. From a technical yeah. point of view, but was there anyone who kind of you used to what like or you've watched back who you enjoy watching? Um, recently it's been Fedor. Um, yeah, like the combination of oh, throws, Fado, I body locks.
0: Oh, mm. and, um, so yeah, that was. I think that was probably like two, three weeks ago. I went on a little Fedor study just because I feel like his level of grappling is it, it would stand it's to good, this day. Man. Yeah, it really was excellent. But when I when I was watching him, I, I literally fast forwarded it to those exchanges. Yeah, I didn't want to see the bits in between because, like you say, the skill levels has, has moved on quite a bit. And then when I when I think about going back and watching certain old school fights, that's the problem I have. It's like, well, the skills level has moved on now. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I probably can't learn as much from that as all I can from watching something modern day. I tend to stick to the modern day stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, like to be honest with you, I watched a lot of those old earlier ones when I was, like, a teenager when they were out on – I used to watch them on video with my mate. Yeah. It was, like, the only person – he introduced me to UFC, like, and he was the only person I know who was watching it back then. And he was, like, into martial arts and stuff himself. And um, yeah, like I think me, the only reason I'm a bit more familiar with it now because my memory wouldn't remember back then is me and Danny where we had like a break in shows. We started reviewing them from the first one onwards. Oh, and, okay, like, yeah, that's a good watching idea. like those first couple, it was like oh, uh, that's were a Yeah, just crazy. Like groin shots, headbutts. It was like wow. They wouldn't have been able to keep it like this forever. They had to, they had to yeah. clean it up a bit for to go mainstream. You know, yeah. and get the attention and the the name brands and for the sport as the, the that's you know this it's got now. Um, yeah. You mentioned Fedor. Uh, been rumored that Brock Lesnar is going to have a fight now that he's uh out of his WWE contract for now. Um, and his rumored opponents would either be Fedor in Bellator, or um John Jones. In the UFC, oh, I don't, would, you, I, uh, would you like to see
0: either of those? Mm, John Jones would smash him, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. I um, said this the other day: John Jones yeah, would absolutely was... annihilate him. uh it wouldn't, it wouldn't be clubs Like, like I, I struggle with Brock because of that whole fiasco, you know. When um, when DC won the title and got in the cage, yeah, like it's from a from a money making business point of view, it's really clever marketing. And it's, but it's like, mate, this isn't this isn't the WWE. Don't don't come in here trying to act like it's a, like it's a reality
1: TV show, because it's not. But do you um... not think that that was planned? Yeah, I did. The two of them. Yeah, I thought it was. Because um, DC is, um, I love DC, I, I think he's the best, one of the, him and Bispin, and him and Dan Hardy are my favourite analysts, actually, but um, DC, uh, he's a massive wrestling fan, like, and he goes mm-hmm. to the, all the events all the time, and he's really good friends with Brock. Yeah. And I just, as soon as Brock, they said, "Oh, Brock Lesnar's coming in the cage," or he called him in, or whatever. I was like, "Something will happen now." I said to my "Yeah, wife. Like, something, something will happen now. Whether they have like a little shoving exchange, or they'll be like a big, they'll go nose to nose. Someone else do something, and then they'll be broken up by like, you know, twenty yeah. people or whatever. That's it. Because
0: yeah. even if um even if they were never going to fight, which obviously they didn't, he would Brock would generate a lot of viewers. You might not know who DC is anyway, so the next time he yeah. fights. As it was Steep A Two, maybe that generates a lot more views. But yeah, I I struggled with the whole thing. Um,
1: yeah, like, I can see that.
0: I can yeah, see why Brock comes you in and out of the sport. It's like mate, just just stay away just and make up your mind. Yeah, and Fedor's long past it. Now. I know he's still Yeah, finds,
1: I... I think um, the problem for me with Brock is, well there's like two sides to it for me. Um, I'm not really interested in seeing him fight three to five rounds, just trying to take someone to the ground and then lay on top of him. Now, that's not to negate that 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 type of fight or that type of skill from a fighter, but but at forty years old or whatever he is, like Brock Lesnar is just literally going to try and do that for three rounds because yeah, he's never been great. the strongest striker, so that you know his he, uh, his skills haven't got any better. From no. when he was You know Younger and faster And you know He's a He's a, he's a freak mate Do you know Like yeah. For someone his size To be able to move As quick as he can And stuff But like That hasn't got quicker As he's No been it hasn't
0: And actually we've, we've seen him get smashed Now like what Kane smashed him Over and smashed yeah. him I'm a little bit like
1: We all know on, Yeah oh, Sorry to interrupt you again okay. then, mate. The, On the other side Is He sells More pay-per-views Than anybody Outside of McGregor and John Jones. So, from a UFC point of view, every time he he only ever signs like a year contract with uh, WWE because he knows that when that year's up, he plays them both against each other, sees who pays him the most money, and then goes back. And he does it every year. Yeah. As a businessman, you can't fault him. No, it's See why wrestling fans and MMA fans get bit fed up of him.
0: Yeah. I just feel like we've seen what we needed to see now. Like you know, if someone like if he fights someone like a Randy Couture, who was really reliant on a clinch style wrestling approach, his natural or unnatural, whatever you want to say about it, his physical gifts, like it'll negate the skill level. But anybody who can move and strike a little bit, they're gonna smash him.
1: Well, an example of that, I suppose, would be John, with John Jones. Now, the last couple of fights Jones has had, I've thought he's not looked as impressive as he had previously, but mm. he still won, still won pretty comfortably. in both cases, I think, one fight was quite close. Yeah, um, yeah I thought he won them both. But I think there was which one was it? One of the the last one, uh, wasn't it? Reyes. Or was it the one before Reyes? Yeah, yeah. Reyes. I thought that was close, but I thought he won. Yeah, um, three two. That's what I had it as well. A... But if you put him in there against Lesnar like the build up would be awesome the promo work would be awesome the video montages they put together would be awesome the everything would be awesome about it yeah. but the minute that fight started John Jones is just going to chop his legs away stay out of range and school him and yeah. I just I don't know if I want to see that from no. start, like as much as a spectacle as the build up will be like there's other fights I'd rather like there's other super fights I'd rather see I'd rather see and this says I'd rather see McGregor Khabib too, than I would Lesnar versus John Jones. Yeah, 100%, 100%. a hundred percent, hundred percent. Question for you: I just Two are on. on the fly. Who would have more chance of winning? Lesnar beating John Jones or McGregor beating Khabib? Uh, McGregor beating Khabib. If I'm not a McGregor fan. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what I I kind of I thought that from the conversation we were just having before we started. So I wanted to see why which way you thought those two fights.
0: Yeah, would go. like I think I think uh Lesnar beating Jones is probably a ninety eight like, ninety eight to two in Jones' favour, whereas McGregor Habib's probably eighty twenty in Habib's favour.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I would not uh, I would not disagree. Um, okay, mate. All right, I appreciate you joining me. It's been a good chat, and uh, I could chat to you for a long time. Luckily, we're going to go and record the Danny Batten show now, so yeah, please. that's going to be uh, good stuff. Um, ben Ellis versus Kingsley Crawford, Cage Warriors one one five nine p. Uh, no, seven thirty p.m. on UFC Fight Pass, and it's the Friday, September the twenty fifth, isn't it? You're on the yeah, Friday, that's Friday, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Tell the people where they can find you on uh, social media and stuff.
0: Uh, So, Instagram is at Ben Ellis MMA and
1: I think Twitter is the same. Facebook is just Ben Ellis. Top man. Ben, it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, Guys, subscribe. YouTube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook alike and uh, we'll have more exclusive MMA content as well as podcasts on all sorts of subjects coming at you very soon. In the meantime, we'll see you next time. Network.